Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Want to Talk Missions. This is Season 3, Episode 3 of Cup of Cold Water's podcast, and we help people go where God has called them to serve. I'm Dan Henenfit, Executive Director of Cup of Cold Water. No Sherry on this podcast. Normally, uh, Sherry Tverdick would be along with me here. But uh, this is um, a podcast that actually I recorded uh, in early spring of 2021, I'm sorry, 2022 in Tijuana, Mexico. So we'll go back and revisit some people I met on that trip. You know, wherever you consume your podcast material, if you haven't already, please do this. Go ahead and click on the like button and the follow button so that you can be notified whenever our next podcast will come up. So as I mentioned, this uh, podcast was recorded in Tijuana in 2022, and we were hosting a, um, actually, we, we led a medical trip into Tijuana, Mexico, with uh, two doctors, several nurses, and some support help, working in different neighborhoods in Tijuana. The Red Light District, which is where, um, where this podcast was recorded, in the Zona Norte. You'll hear more about that in a few minutes. Also, refugee camps, impoverished neighborhoods around the different parts of the city. And Tijuana has quite a reputation for being a, a very difficult or dangerous city. I'd have to say this, we felt safe and secure nearly all the time. There's never any issues. And in fact, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but at the same location where we are recording this podcast, the, I understood, I was told later, that the son of the cartel leader came in and checked us out and gave us a thumbs up and Basically, uh, we were there to help people, and we had no issues with them. They had no issues with us. And unless you're down there really trying to find trouble and get into trouble or compete against any of their enterprises, uh, you probably wouldn't find any trouble either. But that's a whole different topic. Today's topic is uh, a ministry that we that hosted us for this particular day, and it's called Hope Zone. Hope Zone. It's quite a an amazing. Uh, ministry. So we'll get right into that. Learn from the director and a couple of the workers here that work with Hope Zone there in Tijuana, Mexico. Okay, hang on. We're going to switch over to that podcast now. Well, we're here in Tijuana and we're in the Zona Norte, the North Zone. It's in the area known for being the red light district of Tijuana. And among that district, there's a place called Zona Esperanza which is a community center, a hope zone. And believers who are making a difference in this community by making a community center. So I've met some new friends here in Tijuana, and we're going to meet one of those here this afternoon. Please say hello to Matilda. Matilda, introduce yourself and let us know about you and your ministry. Yes, I am Matilda. I grew up in the Netherlands um, and I have been here in Mexico since last October. Um, yeah, it's been really good. It's been an interesting time um, because so often a lot of things are going on here, um, but I love it. Yeah, I grew up in a Christian household, um, but it's very traditional. So I didn't know I could have a relationship with the Lord till I did my uh, discipleship training school in 2016 um, and after that I've done a school of ministry development and that's when I really experienced the long-term call um, to missions. 
So in addition to Mexico, have you been in stationed in other places within YWAM? Yes, I did my DTS and my secondary school in Louisville, in Kentucky. Um, and after that, I've been um, in California with YWAM as well. Um, and I um, have been in Guatemala with the local clinic, um, where I worked for five months. And yeah, I've done a bunch of different things, but yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> so tell us about the call to Tijuana in particular. And here at the Hope Zone. And what do you see happening here at the Hope Zone, developing within the Hope Zone? Um, I came here on my outreach for the Community Development School last October. Um, and at first, I wasn't too sure about Mexico, to be quite honest. Um, but during my time here, I really fell in love with the ministry, with Hope Zone, uh, with the people of Zona Norte. Um, and yeah, I, during that time, I really felt the Lord started speaking to me about coming back um, and right now I joined staff in January um, and I am mainly working with Hope Zone right now. So by profession, you're a nurse, is that correct? And how does that play into the near future here at Hope Zone? Yes, um, I started to be a nurse and then after that I went, to, back to, or I went into missions. Um, but during my outreach here, um, at one time we were in the car and they were talking about uh, having this doctor in Los Angeles um, who wanted to work with us. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's something that's really on my heart. And like, that's something I'm passionate about because I used to be a nurse. Um, and that's kind of how the ball like started rolling. Um, and we started talking and just the Lord lined everything up um, so we could start a medical program uh, actually next week. So we have a doctor who we're going to work with, who is going to do consults for us over Zoom. Um, and yeah, I will be here on the ground to kind of do all the checkups and just to be the hands and feet on the floor. So yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is maybe listening to this and they're not quite sure where they fit into God's plan in terms of missions or ministry or life in general? Uh, you've been on that road. I've been on that road. What advice would you give to those people? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, it's knowing and believing that I can hear God's voice. Um, and I've made a lot of decisions that might not make sense if I didn't follow the Lord. Um, but I think it's really daring to live outside of the box with him. And just like, Jesus, I'm here. I want to serve you. It doesn't matter how it looks like. Sometimes it definitely pushes me out of my comfort zone. Um, but I think it's not being afraid to ask the Lord of like, what do you want me to do? And really daring to step into like the unknown often because I had no idea I was going to end up in Mexico, but here I am and I love it. Um, so yeah, I would say just go for it and don't be afraid to maybe make the wrong decision. Of course, I messed up like more than once, but as long as you listen to the Lord's voice, that's what's important. Matilda, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today? Anything special on your heart? Um, that's also a great question. <laughs> um, I think the Lord has put so many qualities and so many uh, giftings in each one of us. And it's like... I think we can ask the Lord of like, what can we do with it? Like I learned a while ago, everyone has something to give. So what is something you can give 
to someone else or how can you bless someone else? How can you um, share what you have with others? Because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. So that's Matilda. She's a, I wish you could see what I can see right now. <laughs> she, a beautiful rose among a neighborhood that is known for its darkness. And God's brought her to, God has brought her here to serve others in Jesus' name. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Matilda, very much for being with us today. And we'll be back with another guest in just a moment. The book One Baby for the World, 24 Days of Advent from a Missions Perspective, takes you on an unforgettable Advent journey seen through the eyes of missions. I'm Sherry Tiverdick, author of One Baby for the World. I connect Luke's story of the Nativity and Isaiah's ancient prophecies of the coming Messiah to my experiences with life among the suffering poor of Mongolia's Gare district. Each day offers a devotion-style reading and ends with an engaged section, inviting readers to be fully immersed. Be inspired, encouraged, and challenged through One Baby for the World. You can find us at ccwm.org. The purpose of Cup of Cold Water Ministries, to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ by faithful proclamation of His Word and by loving service to our fellow man, especially the poor and disadvantaged, both home and abroad. www.ccwm.org Well, here in Tijuana, in the Zona Norte, the north zone of Tijuana, and a place that's full of hope is called the Zona Esperanza. I'm here with the director, Paula, the director of Zona Esperanza, and also one of her key people, Rob. First off, we'd like to get to know a little bit about Paula, the director. Paula, tell us about yourself and your faith walk and how you ended up in Mexico. Okay, yeah, so I grew up knowing the Lord um, from when I was young, um, and I always knew that I would go into missions and live somewhere that wasn't England. Um, And when I was about 28, the Lord spoke to me about now's the time to go. Um, So I'd heard of YWAM beforehand. Um, So I started looking up on Google, like different YWAM ministries, um, and I saw the one over here, and I was really interested about being in Mexico. So I applied. I saw all the ministries that they had with working with people in the street, in the prison, in the red light district. And so I applied here and the Lord opened the doors. And as soon as I came in, I knew that this is my home and I've been here 10 years since. So, so yeah. Well, that's beautiful. And now you're from the UK. Can you take me way back to the beginning? Did you grow up in a home that was faith filled or did the Lord find you somewhere along the way? Um, well, I grew up in a home where my mom and dad were Christian. Um, but maybe they just they just kind of knew Christianity as more of a religion. It was probably when I was a teenager that we started experiencing like the Holy Spirit and more kind of, yeah, just more of an intimate relationship with Jesus rather than it being a tradition. Um, so through that, I had my own relationship with the Lord. Um, later in my life, before I came into missions, I walked very far away from the Lord because of just lots of different, really difficult situations that I went through. Um, but then I found my way back, um, and that's when I started my missions journey. And here you are in the middle of the red light district in Tijuana, and at least from our perspective in the north, it's one of the more dangerous communities in Mexico, right on the border, has a bad reputation for being a dangerous place and a dark place. How do you view Tijuana itself as a city? Well, I absolutely love Tijuana. (laughs) For me, it's my home and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So I obviously know about 
Tijuana, I know about the challenges and the issues that are in this community, but that's not the way that I see the community. I want to see this community with the eyes that the Lord's given us. And everyone that I've ever met here is a person that has an incredible story and a life that is so worth living. So I absolutely love living here. Um, I adore the city. I know that the Lord wants to work very strategically in Tijuana, and he is, and we get to be a part of that every day. Um, and yeah, it's just exciting to be in such a beautiful place with families and mums and dads and kids and people that live on the street that are so hungry to know Jesus and know the Lord. So we absolutely love it here. I absolutely love it here. It's my home, and yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Can you explain to me the Lord's strategy for Tijuana? You say it's strategic. How do you see the Lord using Tijuana in the larger mission? Yeah, so Tijuana, if you look at a map, Tijuana is a very strategic city. It's right on the border. It's it's known from for everybody in North America, in Canada. Everybody knows about Tijuana, right? Everyone knows that that's like the gateway to Mexico. And then also everyone who's coming up from South America, Central America, South Mexico, they're all wanting to get to Tijuana. So it's a very, it's a city of influence, Tijuana. And actually, the name Tijuana is Auntie Jane, and it is known as a city of hospitality. So the Lord's spoken so many times to our team, to other ministries in area, this area, that the Lord wants to bring it back to be a city of hospitality for the good, not a city of hospitality for maybe a bad reputation that it has. So I believe the Lord is trying to bring... Uh, God-centered families really strong in this area so that this city is changed and it is a place of good influence, not just for Mexico, but for America, for Canada, and for the rest of South America. So here you are physically right in the center of maybe one of the darkest areas of the city, and we're in the Zona Esperanza, Hope Zone. Bring us up to speed on Hope Zone. Bring us up to speed on Hope Zone. What's it about? And how did it start? So Hope Zone was started about 10, 11 years ago by um, a lady and her husband called Amanda and Yesi Nino. They're not here today with us, sadly, but um, they run this project here. Um, so they started this ministry from a prayer walk around the red light district. And they saw a little girl who was about five years old. And they learned after speaking to the mum and observing what was happening that actually the mum was selling the little girl. Uh, into uh, sex slavery. Um, when you see something like that with your own eyes, you are changed. And they went to the Lord and they asked the Lord, what is our response? What is our responsibility? What do you want us to do? How do you want us to deal with this? And so they were seeking the Lord. They were praying for the, like to God of like, what do we do? How do we move forward with that? How do we even deal with that? And the Lord really highlighted that he wanted them to be working in uh, the area of prevention to work with kids in this area, um, to teach them that there's so much more in life, not just what's in front of them. Um, so they started working in a park down uh, this end, like two blocks from where we are now. Um, and they started doing a kid's ministry. Um, the mums were sitting and they were like waiting for their kids to come out. And they're like, hey, why don't you do classes for us? So then we started doing classes for the mums. And then the dads were like, hey, you don't do anything for us. Why not do anything for us? So then the kids ministry turned into the family ministry. Um, and we would work with the mums, the dads, and the kids. Um, we want to teach our kids about Jesus. We want to see families that are God-centered in this community. Um, and the ministry has literally grown and grown. About four or five years ago, the Lord spoke about buying a property and investing in the land here. Um, and through prayer and 
the Holy Spirit opening doors. Yessi and Amanda again found this property. The Lord spoke to them. This is the property. Miraculously, finances were rain, uh, raised over about two or three months. Um, and we were able to put the money down for this property. Um, it was just a concrete property. We dug it all up, built toilets, uh, little storage places. We have the like little classroom pullouts. Um, and now we run programs about four days a week here for our families, for our teenagers, for uh, mums, for the dads. We work out on the street. Um, and we also have a carpentry workshop two blocks from here. Um, so the dads and the teenage boys are learning how to build furniture. And we also have a new initiative that is going to be a medical initiative. Our medical team from Cup of Cold Water Ministries has been here today. And this has been a beautiful open-air facility for us. It really, truly is one of the nicest places we've walked into anywhere in Mexico or Bolivia or anywhere. But I heard earlier, and maybe you can explain, that your vision for this property is not to leave it open, but rather to build up. What do you see at the end of that project? So honestly, we're hoping within this year to start building a five-story building here on this concrete property. And the building is going to have uh, yeah, five different floors, and each floor is going to have a different um, significance. So the ground floor will be the level of trust floor. So if we've just met you, then you just come into the ground floor and that's how we build our friendship with you. Then you'd go up and there's going to be a kids play area. There's going to be classrooms there. We're going to have on another floor, a library and a study area. We're going to have um, dance studios and music studios. Um, we're going to have computers. We're going to have sewing machines. We're going to have uh, workshops, carpentry workshops, IT workshops. Um, and the whole building is just going to be used to serve and bless the community. Even on the top floor, on the roof, we're going to have an outdoor football pitch as well. Beautiful. So that's going to be awesome. But we want to use this building uh, to grow our community, to benefit our community, and see people have the life that the Lord wants them to have. That's awesome. So uh, is there a, a website or a Facebook page? or How can people connect with Hope Zone and even become a part of it in some way? So, yeah, we have a web page, and it's www.zonaesperanza.org. So you can go onto that web page, you can look that up, or you can go onto our YWAM page, which is www.ywamsandiegobaja.org as well. So if you go on that YWAM page, then you will look under local ministries and find Zona de Esperanza. That's awesome. And listener, if you want to just look down on our show notes, we'll be sure to have all the links right there and you can connect with Paula. What a beautiful, charmed life you live. And for someone who, who knows God and has found freedom, discovered their purpose and is making a difference, I commend you, Paula. It's beautiful to get to know you. Now we're going to turn our attention to Rob because he's going to talk about a different initiative, one that is more immediate. Rob, good afternoon. And the same way, if you just explain who you are and how you fell into the Hope Zone here in Tijuana. Sorry, I don't have a cool accent like Paula. <laughs> but yeah, so I, um, my wife and I, we jumped into full-time missions in 2015. 
um, a year, uh, almost a year after we got married. And that was something that she had known she was called to do since she was 12. And for me, I found out a little bit later um, in my college years that, um, that back when I was a baby, my, um, I think my great aunt had prayed over me at birth and felt that I was called to be a missionary. And for some reason, that was never <laughs> shared with me until after I had committed to doing YWAM. Amazing. And so it was, it was awesome confirmation. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the, the beginning, how we got started in YWAM. We have um, been on staff at a couple locations, one in California near Yosemite National Park, and then one in Salem, Oregon. Um, that's our most recent one. We just moved here to Tijuana, Mexico in uh, August of last year. So we're still, um, still very new getting to know the area, the language, and um, yeah. So at here at Hope Zone, what's your role and how do you really fit into the ministry at Hope Zone? Well, I, it was really cool. My wife, she had been um, going to our family day on, on Tuesday. We had every week we have um, the families, just like Paul mentioned, come and there's something for everyone to do. And so she had been going to that. And then after, um, after those Tuesday, um, at Tuesday, Tuesday night, they all go get tacos, um, together. And so Yessie, he was sharing with, uh, Sandy and with the group, just like, man, there's this doctor in LA. She's just been bugging me about starting this medical project about, cause she wants to meet with the, the families that we serve and to, to do preventative care, to do, uh, you know, to point them in the direction of surgeries that they need. Cause there, there were literally, we, we've lost a few people, um, from COVID, from, from different things that, that had they been given the opportunity, um, could have been prevented sadly. Um, and so that really touched my wife's heart. And so Sandy came back and she was like, Hey, yes, he was talking to me about this. Like, uh, we should pray. Like we should pray if this is something that we can't, we have the capacity to be able to jump into. And so we, we did, we prayed and we just felt a yes from, from God that like, okay, this is, this is what we have been waiting for to kind of like, okay, we're going to go all in on this. And, uh, yeah, so that's, we just really, we caught the vision of what God was, was doing here and wants to do here. And just where Yessie and Amanda were, where they're like, we want to do this, but we need people. We need people to say yes. And so then we were just like, okay, that's us. Like we can help. And then we think like, thankfully Paula has been a huge part of that. And then we have another team member, Matilda, who actually has the nursing experience and skills that, so it's just amazing how God brought our team together and, and will bring us more people as we, as we grow. So as this initiative develops, your doctor will be in Los Angeles and doing telemedicine, basically, right? Zoom or some other tool like that. But suppose there's someone listening that says, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, God has called me to do something incredible. Could you make room for, could you make room for an actual physical doctor or nurse too? We would love to have those conversations. Of course. Yeah, we're if God is in it and he's leading and speaking to people, then we want to make room for that. Even, you know, if it fits outside of our scope now and what we think we can accomplish, we know that if God's 
do like if he wants to do it, he's going to mm-hmm. make a way. So, how could someone listening to this broadcast uh, get involved, get engaged with either the Hope Zone or with especially the medical part? Is there anything you'd like to share with people about that? Email would be a great way to contact us. Um, we have an email that's specific for um, this this aspect of the ministry, and it's it, half of it's in Spanish. It's alcance medico hz at gmail.com. That's a l c a n c e m e d i c o h z at gmail.com. Um, so we'd love to hear from anybody, even if you just have prayers or or encouragements, ideas. We, yeah, we would love it. And again, listener, just look at the show notes. So we'll have that all laid out there. So all you have to do is click and send. So Rob and and Paula, any final thoughts or last words you want to share with the audience here this afternoon from the Hope Zone, from the middle of the red light district, in the middle of Tijuana, Mexico. Well, just thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, giving us your attention. And please pray for us. We have so many families we're working with. And that number just keeps growing and growing week by week. Um, and we want to reach everyone in our community. So be praying for us here. If you want to come and visit us, bring a team. You're so welcome. That information too will be available to you. So yeah, thank you so much. Here we are in Tijuana with a medical team from a couple cold water ministries. It's been a great week so far. We have just a couple days left. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be in a refugee camp, and the day after that we'll be in a neighborhood called Ahava House. That's a safe home for people who are rescued from sex trade. And that's been our medical week here in Tijuana. Thank you, listener, for being listening to us. And don't forget, a couple of cold water ministries helps people to go where God has called them to serve. Where is God calling you? Thanks again for being part of the program today, and we'll see you next time around. Cup of Cold Water Ministries is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization 